Yo, my virgins, thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Grateful Yardy Podcast. It's your boy Drew talking to things and Panda ends. And this edition is going to be wrestling-centric. So we're going to talk about Impact Wrestling's Slammiversary from Saturday night. We're going to talk about the WWE's Money in the Bank Network exclusive from Sunday night. Monday night Raw that came after Money in the Bank. And... NXT from this past Tuesday night. For past episodes of the Great Friarity Podcast, you can find us on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Podcast Attic, and wherever else you get your favorite podcasts. And for the social media things, find us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash the grateful yardy and grateful is spelled gr the number eight f-u-l on twitter that is the wrestling 99 on instagram it's drew underscore wrestling 99 and if you want to go a little old school and hit me up with an email that is mr drew wrestling 99 at gmail.com keep it locked Saturday night, we got Slammiversary, which is Impact Wrestling's anniversary show, which has been on pay-per-view for the last 19 years. Remember a lot of folks, going back to the early days of Impact Wrestling, they were formerly known as NWA, TNA, then TNA Wrestling, then Global Force Wrestling, then Global Force Wrestling Impact, then then Impact Wrestling. So they've been through a lot of changes. But this was one of those companies that they said wouldn't last three months, wouldn't last six months, wouldn't last a year. And it's been 19 years. So kudos and happy anniversary to Impact Wrestling. So here's a lowdown of what happened on Saturday, July 20... No, let me get the date. Saturday, July... 17th, 2021. Don't quote me on the date, but it happened this past Saturday. And a quick rundown of the show. It went like this. In the pre-show match, it was for the Knockouts Tag Team Championship. The Knockouts division is the female division of Impact Wrestling. And we had Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles going as champions against Rosemary and Havoc. And we have new Nako Tag Team Champions, which are Rosemary and Havoc. The pay-per-view portion of Slammiversary started off with an Ultimate X match for the X Division Championship. In this match, there is two ropes that are connected by um, scaffolding. And it creates an X. The title is hung in the middle of that X. And the wrestlers have to climb that rope. Swing across the rope, grab the title, secure the title, and fall to their feet. However, the champion, which is Josh Alexander going into this match, 
only has to secure the belt and doesn't have to fall to the floor to actually win the match. And Joss Alexander retained his championship over Trey Miguel, Ace Austin's Rohit, Ace Austin, Rohit Raju, uh, Trey Miguel, and P.D. Williams in 15 minutes and 47 seconds. Then the second match of the night was Matt Cardona, and he had to go and find a partner, a female partner, to face Brian Myers and his former girlfriend, Tanel Dashwood. So what does Matt Cardona do? He goes and gets the services of his fiance, Chelsea Green, which was formerly known as Lauren Van S in Impact Wrestling before she left to go into the WWE for a cup of coffee and they got released. However, Tracy, Chelsea Green was also on the previous weekend's Ring of Honor Best in the World pay-per-view saying that she is going after whoever is the Ring of Honor Women's Champion after the summer tournament that they're having. But the winners of this match were Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green in about six minutes. Match number three of Slammiversary was uh, W. Morsey over Eddie Edwards in 11 minutes. Then the returning Finn Juice, which is Juice Robinson and David Flynn from New Japan Pro Wrestling, went over Madman Fulton and Shira in 1 minute and 17 seconds. We had Chris Sabin over Moose in about 12 minutes for your tag team championship match. We had Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows, the Good Brothers, going over Joe Doring and Rhinos, which were the former champion or the champions going into this match. Rich Swan and Willie Mack were also in this match. And Falabaugh had to get a new tag team partner because TJP was unable to perform on Slammiversary. So Falabaugh went out and got the services of um, No Way, which he was formerly known as No Way Jose in the WWE. So that's another debuting person here in Impact Wrestling. Uh, for the Knockouts Championships, Deanna Perrazzo was going in against a mystery partner and her mystery, or not mystery partner, mystery opponent. And her mystery opponent ended up being from the NWA, Thunder Rosa. And Thunder Rosa has been making the tracks in this forbidden door era of professional wrestling. She did have an amazing match earlier this year with Britt Baker for on on AEW Dynamite and Deanna Perrazzo won this match in about 11 minutes to retain her championship and in the main event of Slammiversary in a no disqualification match for the Impact World Championship the champion going in the belt collector Kenny Omega because Kenny Omega is also the champion of AEW and Triple A in Mexico, and he retains his title over Salmon Callahan in a little under 30 minutes. The cool thing about this Forbidden Door, we, we got to see some debuting people. And at the end of this main event between Kenny Omega and Sammy Callahan, the guys from the Elite, the Good Brothers, and I believe Don Callis came out, and the place went black. And who showed up? Jay White from New Japan Pro Wrestling and the self-proclaimed leader of the Bullet Club. So there's a lot of places we can go here. And 
I'm not going to spoil anything because Impact Wrestling has gone through their television tapings and a lot of things have gone down with Jay White being on the show and their first show coming out of Slammiversary is this Thursday night. So keep go on to Access TV or on their Twitch stream to check out their th- show. I believe it starts at 8 o'clock. Matches I would recommend you watching from Slammiversary, folks, would be the Ultimate X match for the X Division Championship. Also, I would recommend the tag match and I would recommend the main event. So, on a scale to 1 to 10 or 1 to 5, I will give this show a 4.5. And, and I think in the last three years, I believe that Impact Wrestling hasn't really put on a bad pay per view. They book it properly. They, the TV leads them directly in a direction to where they want to go to tell the story. And when it gets to the pay-per-view portions of the show, it's brilliantly executed. I'm glad to see Chelsea Green back in Impact Wrestling. I'm glad to see No Way Jose get a shot in Impact Wrestling. They spoke about him over the last year. He was part of the 2020 releases from the WWE. And Impact Wrestling talked about him a lot on their television program. Cool to see Thunder Rosa on Impact Wrestling. Also, I forgot, Mickie James came back to Impact Wrestling because she is um, executive producing the NWA All Women's Pay-Per-View coming up, I believe, in August. Don't quote me on it. Check check your um, check wrestling Twitter. Check um, PW Insider. Check Post Wrestling um Check PW um, Torch. Those those are some reputable sites that will give you all the information better than I could. I just follow the stuff. I don't break it down as great as they do. So you can check out those websites as I mentioned. But it's cool to see that Thunder Rosa showing up. It's cool to see that Mickey James came back, offered um, Deanna Perazzo a, sh- uh, a contract to perform at the Empowered pay-per-view, the album is NWA pay-per-view coming up over this summer. So that was cool. Like I said before, the show was a was a very, very good show. Cool to see some new faces showing up at Impact Wrestling. Also, one last person did show up. Um, his name is um, Drama King Matt, formerly known as... Um, Aiden English in the WWE, and he had a little vignette that showed up in painting, and it said that the drama king is here. So I like who Impact picks up because, number one, these guys and girls can retract themselves and maybe look better for an AEW or even an attempt to go back to the WWE. So just keep your eyes peeled because this forbidden door is it, it's not even a door anymore. The, the gates are open, the garage door is open, the house is open, anybody can show up on Impact Wrestling. So it's cool to see, and as a wrestling fan, it's cool that we can have the potential potential of these interpromotional matches, which is a cool thing. Somebody in the way of me getting a juicy, juicy up. Oh. 
So we go on to Sunday night, July 17th, 2021. It is the Money in the Bank brought to you from the friends over at the World Wrestling Entertainment. It was coming to us live and direct from Texas. First pay-per-view with a crowd. We're out of the Thunderdome. Man, oh man. Of course, the crowd makes a huge difference. Yes, we've gotten used to the Thunderdome over the last 18 amount of months. We're used to the empty arena um, programming that we've been getting since the pandemic, the Amdutigya Corona. But slowly but surely, we are getting back to normalcy. And I would like to say this, people, be safe, get vaccinated, do what you have to do. So we can get back to the normal things that we love to do. That's like going to live sporting events, going to live music, hang with your friends, doing all those things, potentially going on trips, all of that. But let's do it smartly and 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 respect everything around us. And right now, as I'm recording this, there's 56.9 seconds in game six of the NBA Finals. The Milwaukee Bucks are up 102 to 96. So... Who knows? And right now, Chris Middleton hit a big, big fadeaway shot over Devin Booker. Giannis has been having a game. I know I've told you it's going to be wrestling-centric, but the Bucks could win their first championship since they had a guy named Lou Alcindor, also known as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. But I'm going to jump back into and tell you what happened, what went down on Money in the Bank. So we started the show with the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. The Mysterios are champs going in, going up against the Usos. And the Usos win the match and win the titles. And I give this match a B rating. B. Then we had the Women's Money in the Bank match. And your participants in this match are Asuka, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, the superhero in training, Liv Morgan, Zelina Vega, Natalia, and Tamina. My pick for this, and I really felt that somebody that needed this win, there was actually two people that I thought needed this win. Storyline-wise, Liv Morgan made the best bet to, to catapult her career further. And another person, because I felt like she deserved a lot more and does deserve a lot more, and with the move, which I will talk about before I get into Monday Night Raw, Naomi was another person that I thought could really have benefit becoming money in the, or the Miss Money in the Bank. And the winner of the Money in the Bank ladder match is Nikki A.S.H. She won, and I give this match a C+. Then we had the Raw Tag Team Championships, and that is AJ Styles and the big man Amos that we I, I watched the Broken Skull Sessions with Kevin Nash, and Kevin Nash was working with the big man and says that Amos is money, and they're going up against the Viking Raiders. And the winner of this match was AJ Styles and Amos to retain their titles, and I give it a B-. I'm a tough grader, trust me. I've been watching wrestling for a long, long time, folks, so I'm going to be very critical and very hard on these performers. I know what I like to see. Then we had a match for the WWE Championship. 
the almighty Bobby Lashley defending his title against the former WWE champion in Kofi Kingston. And this match was pretty much a squash match where Bobby Lashley retained his title by defeating Kofi Kingston. It's a B match rating. Then we go into the women's Raw Women's Championship match. The champion going in is Rhea Ripley. And she's going up against Charlotte Flair. For some reason, they eliminated Charlotte Flair's um, NXT wins. Or championships. So she is only an 11-time champion. So it's like when you play in the minor leagues and you go to the majors, your minor league numbers are arrest, are like dissolved and you start a scratch. I guess that's what they're doing. Or there's intentional beef between... between um, NXT, which is Triple H and his guys, and Vince in the main roster. I don't know. I'm not trying to get into the political landscape of World Wrestling Entertainment, but I digress. And the winner of this match was Charlotte Flair to win the title, and I give this match an A. 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 It's an A. Yeah, it's a, it was a very decent, not decent, but a very good match, minus the fact that the crowd was chanting, we want Becky, and Becky was trolling on on social media, which is always fun to see because I really want to see Becky Lynch come back. Then we go to the men's money in the bank ladder match, and our participants are Ricochet, Johnny Drip, Morrison, Riddle, Drew McIntyre, Big E, Kevin Owens, Shinsuke Nakamura, The King, and Seth Rollins. The one guy I really thought that could benefit from winning this match is Big E, and my pick came to fruition that was big e and i highly recommend you watch this ladder match this is one of the most entertaining ladder matches we've seen in a long 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 time so kudos and big ups to your boy your fellow yardy big e for winning the money in the bank ladder match and i give this one a a and i highly recommend you tune in upon this one then we go to the main event of the night. It's for the Universal Championship. Roman Reigns, the head of the table, going up against Oakville, not Oakville, Orangeville, Ontario's own Adam Edge Copeland. And the winner of this match, but before I tell you the winner, Seth Rollins got involved in this match, not once but twice, and cost Edge his chance of becoming the champion and Roman Reigns retained his title by defeating Edge, and I give this a A+. But at the end of the show, John Cena, the leader of the C-Nation, made his return after Roman says, took the microphone and said, quote, now the world can acknowledge me, and then Cena's music hit. He made a sprint to the ring, run the rope, Cena said, not a word. Instead, in moving towards Roman Reigns before delivering, you can't see me hand gesture. And that's how we went off the air for money in the bank. And again, a little NBA um, finals game six update. Giannis had 40, has 47 points, 12 rebounds, and five blocks. It's 104.96 with about 16 seconds left in the game. So it looks like the Milwaukee Bucks will win the NBA championship in the year 2021. So kudos to them. I will let you know as I continue on recording 
who is your finals MVP. But back to the money in the bank stuff. The crowd made a huge difference. I'm glad that Big E won the match. I'm just not happy that Nikki Cross won the women's money in the bank. I think Liv Morgan's story told what story that was being told on SmackDown was something that was a little better than having this comedy act that's dressing up like a fake superhero win something that is so prestigious that can change your career overnight. But all in all, I give this show a big thumbs up. The match I want you guys to check out is two. Check out the Edge and Roman Reigns match if you haven't seen it. And also check out the Men's Money in the Bank match. And the third match is the Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair for the Raw Women's Championship. Check out those three matches from Money in the Bank. After Money in the Bank, there's a nice show that comes on every Monday night since January of, two, of 1993. It's known as Monday Night Raw, which is usually the fallout of what went down on the pay-per-view. And they, they actually did it. Going into the basketball, congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks becoming the 2001 NBA champions by winning game six against the Phoenix Suns, 105-98. to So shout out to Giannis and those guys in Milwaukee for winning their first championship since 1971. This will probably cement Giannis's legendary status. He balled out in game six. Last time I saw his stats, I believe he had 47 points, and he'll probably end up being the finals MVP. But let me get into Monday Night Raw, folks. Let me get into Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw came to us from Dallas, Texas. John Cena came out. John Cena said his piece that he's gonna, he wants to challenge Roman Reigns. We know Reigns is running Friday nights. So a lot of people be like, why did Cena show up on Raw when he wants to face Roman? He didn't show up to like confront Bobby Lashley. The reason why he was on Raw, number one, that's the pop rating. That John you say John Cena is gonna be on Raw, that's that's ratings pop. Which we saw here in Canada and the United States, there was a ratings pop just because um John Cena was on Monday Night Raw. Uh we also saw the return of Keith Lee. We saw the debut of Karrion Cross, where he got his first pin loss in a year and a half. We also saw, oh, sorry, let me get his name right, Goldberg back challenging Bobby Lashley. It looks like they're going to have a match down in SummerSlam in Las Vegas. 
And the Money in the Bank winner, Nikki A.S.H., defeated Charlotte Fair to become the Raw Women's Champion. Okay? Like I said before, I didn't have a problem with it, but I just feel like this was a rehash of what happened last year with Otis. The only thing is they didn't pull the trigger with Otis and they made Otis go through these hoops and this, that, and third and end up losing his his um case to the Miz due to a court case and blah, 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 blah. So I'm glad that they pulled the trigger on Nikki Cross becoming the champion, but it's where they're going from here is where my eyebrows are going up. Uh, Keith Lee returning, I'm glad. He's one of those talents. Love to see him. God, we're sprinkling some new new faces back on Raw. Also, I'm just not a fan of Oldberg. I understand why Oldberg is back. Because he has two matches left on his contract. But do we really need to bring back a 50-plus-year-old guy to take on a 40-plus-year-old guy that we know Goldberg is not motivated to, to, to wrestle? He is not motivated. Goldberg is... Not motivated at all. And he can get in the best shape of his life, but he is not a professional wrestler. And we've seen what Goldberg can do. Do I think Goldberg should win win the championship or win the WWE championship? No. I think Bobby Lashley should squash him. But then... Who is a legitimate threat to Bobby Lashley taking his his belt? There's one guy. And now he's got grilled his hair. And and he got some beard. And we saw a video of him chopping the meat at the butcher store. Or at the butcher shop. That's Brock Lesnar. That's the only guy that I could see that could come back during WrestleMania season and actually give a run to Bobby Lashley. Great Goldberg is back, but I'm 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 not popping for a 54 year old man that I already know what he's going to do. It's scream, yell, kick, punch, jack or spear, jackhammer, and try to win the match. I don't want to see that. I'm I'm tired of Goldberg. I'm I really am. I really am tired of Goldberg. So Raw, in a nutshell, pretty much is this. I'll, I'll go through the matches for you very quickly here. I don't want to take up any more of your time. Uh, like I said, Nikki, there was Rhea Ripley versus um, Charlotte Flair. And Rhea Ripley won due to disqualification. After that match, we had Nikki, the women's um, Money in the Bank winner, cash in her Money in the Bank briefcase contract. And if I didn't explain that to you in the other segment, when you win the Money in the Bank contract, you are guaranteed a title shot anyplace, anytime, anywhere in the calendar year. So you have a choice. You can tell the champion that you're going to face them straight up or you can ambush them when they're down and win the championship anyplace, anytime, anywhere. Um, but So Nikki Cross did that on Monday night, and she became the new Raw Women's Champion. Goldberg came back after Bobby Lashley defeated um, Keith Lee, a returning Keith Lee. Um, John Cena opened the show and came. He said he's back for. He came back for the WWE fans and to become the Universal Champion and to shut up Roman Reigns, calling Roman Reigns a 
Hole, who was overhyped and overexposed. The last time John Cena said that, that was against uh, Bray Wyatt, and we know what happened in the Fire Fun match where, at the end of it, Bray made John Cena disappear. We had the Viking, or Riddle and the Viking Raiders defeat John Morrison, AJ Styles, and Amos via pinfall. We had Jackson Riker defeat Elias via pinfall in a Symphony of Destruction match. We had Natalia and Tamina defeat Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. After the match with that, Reggie got an headbutt. Then Reggie became the 24-7 champion after defeating Tozawa. And did some impressive backflips on the way out of the ring. We got Sheamus defeating Humberto Carrero via pinfa after a bro kick. And then we had Drew McIntyre attack Jinder Mahal. Then we had Jeff Hardy defeating the NXT champion Karrion Cross via pinfall. And Cross saying that Jeff Hardy made the big, biggest mistake of his life. And that was pretty much that went down on Monday Night Raw. So, like I said before, not a fan of Goldberg coming back. Underst- I understand why Karrion Cross lost to to Jeff Hardy because they don't uh, Vince on the main roster does not care what you did down in NXT. What you did in NXT is what you did in the minor leagues or in developmental. When you get to the big show, it's a clean slate. You're a new character, so you have to establish yourself. So if this is the case where his first feud coming out of NXT is with Jeff Hardy. I'm all for it. So I wouldn't be surprised that Karrion Cross drops the NXT title anytime in the near future. Um, Yeah. I said my piece about Monday Night Raw. Now, on to NXT. Closing out the show this week, we got NXT, baby, NXT. But before I get into NXT, shout out to Giannis. I am not going to attempt to say his last name. He is your finals or your Bill Russell NBA Finals MVP for 2021. So big ups to Giannis. He averaged 35 points, uh, 62% free throws, bunch of rebounds, bunch of blocks, and man, oh man, he balled out in game six. No, So no wonder he is your finals MVP. But let's jump into NXT for July 20th, 2021. And just a little side note for those American fans. NXT for the next two weeks will be on the Sci-Fi Network. All right? The Sci-Fi Network. 
So keep it locked. And just a little reminder, last week's show, Karrion Cross choked out Samoa Joe following his successful title defense. The enforcer of William Regal's will promised repercussions for the actions of the NXT champion. All right, so let's jump into what went down on this edition of NXT. Bobby Fish and Kushida faced guys from Diamond Mind, and your winner was Fish and Kushida defeated Roderick Strong and Russ by submission. It was a solid match, however, was surprising lacking heat, even with the attempt of a hot start. There is not enough of a story yet to, to be excited about Kushida making Diamond Mind pay. The group should be built more first. Malcolm Vivian should reply upon uh, or rely or put more hype behind this group. That that's one thing. Um, if the if the plan is for the Diamond Mine to con- complete to compete with the top stables like Hip Row and Liago de Fantasma in the long term in NXT, the talent needs more direction and must win when it matters. Then we go to Frankie Monet versus JC. Jane. This was obviously a squash match. Jessica Camille walked out with Frankie Monet because after what happened last week leaving the Robert Stone brand, Mandy Rose sat down on the the commentary or the announce table to watch Frankie Monet work. JC JC Jane got a few good shots on Monet, but uh, Monet put her down with the glam slam. So Monet defeated Jane by pinfall. Squash match, as I said, Camille and Stone did not add much to her act in the first appearance from the trio, but this is a solid building story. The most intrigue here was concerning what the role of the greatest God's greatest creation plays with um, Frankie Monet. This wasn't a back segment. It was just a classic middle of the road time filler for a future story. Monet can do more and she has not yet. Her first big money, her first big match for Monet will truly begin to reveal how much NXT sees in her. Then we go over to Kyle O'Reilly and Austin Theory, and the winner of this match was Kyle O'Reilly defeating Theory by submission, and it's a B plus match. And I give it something you guys should tune into if you missed this week's NXT. Theory and Kyle O'Reilly had a great television match together with limited story behind it. Theory was consistently improving as an in-ring performer since joining The Way, which is Johnny Gargano and um, Indy and Candice LeRae. This was a great showcase of what they what he's been working on. Smooth, clean, story-focused match with a top veteran. This ultimately about O'Reilly finding a killer instinct again. Theory was the right opponent to push him until he had to flip that switch. The stage is set for even more of a final battle between Cole and Kyle O'Reilly that can end the rivalry. Then we got Liago de Fantasma provoking the wrath of the hit row. I'm not a singer by nature. I'm not going to use it to pay my bid. Liago de Fantasma had promised... uh, Musical madness, but Santos Escobar told his mariachi players to leave the ring. 
He refused to lower himself to the level of the hit row by using music rather than wrestling to define himself. Hit row arrives to take down the group. Um, Swerve Scott explained that this was the way paying back for Real or, or Mendoza and Joaquin while getting in the way of him winning the, the Cruiserweight Championship. A brawl broke out between the two groups where B-Fab saves Swerve by taking a car, the guitar to the back. In response, Hit Row isolated Joaquin Wilde, who took a super kick and a guitar to the back for his trouble. Uh, the story of Liago Fantasma versus Hit Row has gained so much heat quickly thanks to the history behind Swerve and Escobar. Scott is a fantastic promo and only needs a few words to make it clear that this is all goes back to their very first match between the two men. While both teams look like heels, the, heels, the crowd has found the team they are behind. Swerve has seriously was seriously over in the segment when the two clashed for the, U, the NXT North American Championship. It will be one of the biggest matches NXT could put on. In the breakout tournament, we had Odyssey Jones going up against Chase or Andre Chase, and the winner was Jones defeating Chase by Finn Jones mostly made an impression in this match because of his charisma. The crowd was behind him from the outset. The match did not change anything. He and Chase were an odd combination leading into this an, a disjointed match. A short squash where the wrong man got in most of the offense. Chase never had a chance. It was clear from the outset. It would have made far more sense for Jones to do more to show more of what he could do in the ring. Hopefully that comes in the next round. The tournament has started with a few unexcited short contests. It's time to get some se- some serious action. The remaining talent should be able to deliver that. Then we had LA Knight with Cameron Grimes because Cameron Grimes lost the match where he is now LA Knight's butler going up against Drake Maverick, which you know as Rockstar spun in his days in Impact Wrestling. Uh, LA Knight mocked Cameron Grimes for forcing him to carry his bags into the arena. Then uh, Drake Maverick tried to help the technical savage leading to Knight challenging him. The match in the match, the WWE Million Dollar Champion looked dominant until he took his eyes off the ball. He kept demanding that his butler hold the title high for him. Maverick sent Knight into the championship and rolled him up for a three count. After Knight angrily beat down Maverick, Grimes tried to help Maverick until Knight demanded him to punch Maverick in the face. Grimes had to be a man of his word and follow LA Knight's demands. It would have been more interesting if this match lasted longer, but the story was well thought out. Maverick remains a fiery cruiserweight that can make any heel look dangerous. He fits perfectly into the story. Grimes was a heel then he all when this all started. However, it's has so so completely turned in face and now um he cannot bring himself to be a defenseless man without incident. This may be one of the NXT's best stories right now. Then we have the women's NXT women's um, championship match. Raquel Gonzalez is your champion going against Zia Lee with the deadly kick, man. Zia Lee took out poor Martini, uh, uh, Mercedes Martinez a few weeks ago. 
But Gonzalez defeated Zaylee by pinfall to retain the championship. Gonzalez has not had a challenge quite like this to date as champion. This was the first time she was wrestling someone less experienced than her in a major match. The two made this work as Lee went for a classic tactics of wearing down the bigger wrestler by taking out her knee. However, as just as this was getting going, Lee took a bad bump off of Vader Bomb and the match stopped right there. These two had a very good match in them down the road. Hopefully, Zia Lee injury is only a scare. Karrion Cross takes advantage of Samoa Joe's anger. Samoa Joe called out Karrion Cross, but he was not yet in the building. William Regal demanded that Joe settle down this feud peacefully. The Samoan submission specialist promised to end it, but not peacefully. Joe stalked the arena until Karrion Cross arrived. After the main event, Joe stomped back into the ring and demanded that Cross face him. Instead, the champion would appear on the tron and it revealed that he had laid out William Regal and would do anything he wanted anywhere he wanted. This was a slow build segment over the entire episode of NXT that worked perfectly. There are a few, if any, in wrestling that sell danger like the Samoan submission machine. He came off more dangerous than anyone else in NXT, even carrying Cross. However, the final twist to the close the show shifted that momentum right back. No matter what Cross does on Raw, he still has a fantastic story to finish in NXT that needs to be protective. Cross versus Joe should be very, very special. And that is my rundown of NXT for this week. Folks, that is another edition of the Grateful Reality Podcast. Like I said before, you can find past episodes of the Grateful Reality Podcast on Anchor.fm, um, Apple Podcasts, Podcast Attic, and wherever else you get your favorite podcasts. Check us out on Twitter. That is D Wrestling Ninety Nine on Instagram. Drew underscore Wrestling Ninety Nine. I post some very inspirational stuff up there. So if you're feeling down and you're feeling alone or feeling kind of stressed out because of this dutty girl named Corona, check out my my Instagram. Maybe you get some inspiration. I don't know. Also, you can check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the podcast. And until next time, my G's, my peoples, my friends, my Idrins, thank you for listening. I duly, duly appreciate it. Big ups to the Milwaukee Bucks for winning their first championship in 50, 50, 50 years. 1971 was the last time the Milwaukee Bucks won a championship. So big ups to them. Shout out to them. And until next time, folks, God bless. And always, always, always remain grateful. Peace.